Sonny, can you say hunter? Hunter. Good job. guys real quick i just wanted to hop on here before we got rolling with hunter hayes episode and uh just wanted to say i was really excited to have him in we had a good time we had a good conversation um we're two close friends so there's just a lot of chatter about a lot of random stuff but uh, we did go over his job and cross-country mortgage and everything that he does in the uh, mortgage lending world it was very interesting i learned some things Hopefully you guys will be able to take some stuff away from that conversation as well. I really enjoyed this podcast, and I just wanted to plug his stuff real quick. I forgot to get him to plug all the information. If if you're interested in using the uh, Sherlock team for Cross Country Mortgage, uh, located in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, but they are cross country, so they they can do about anywhere. They're licensed in a lot of states, especially Tennessee, so... Go to thesherlockteam.com, and uh, Sherlock is spelled S-H-E-R-L-O-C-K, thesherlockteam.com. That'll take you to their website. Um, It's the Sherlock Team at Cross Country Mortgage. You can see all their information. Um, Kobe Sherlock is their branch leader. His email's on there, their telephone number's. And all the information that you would need if you're interested in using them for any of your mortgage needs. They're also a very informational team, um, very good run run company, a lot of energy, uh, a lot of good vibes, a lot of hardworking people. Um, I trust both of these, uh, Hunter and Kobe. Um, I trust them with about anything. So they're good people to uh, do business with, and I think they can take care of y'all if you guys have any questions or if you want to end up needing a mortgage. So hopefully you guys will use them and learn something from this episode. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate Hunter coming in, flying in from Vegas for the holidays and came in and did a pod. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was good to see him. We had a a great little gathering after the podcast with um, some friends and did some gifts and enjoyed some good food and some uh, sweets and all the Christmas stuff. Watch some football. I hope everybody's doing well. Hey, Merry Christmas. I hope everybody has a great holiday. And, uh, yeah, so without without further um, interruption, here is Hunter Hay with Cross Country Mortgage. Anyways, man, thanks for doing this, dude. I've been trying to have you on for a while. Yeah, I think so, it's awesome, man. Um, last time you were in town over, what was that, Memorial Day? Uh, yeah, end of the year, Labor Day, in September, end of September, yeah. beginning of there September. There was too much going on, but hey, great dove hunt. Great dove hunt, huge dove hunt. I mean, we knocked down quite a few birds. I, yeah. I was scared there at the beginning because nothing was flying. I know. I was like, Joe's really going to let us down on this whole dove field thing. Yep, yep. I was, 
<laughs> you could tell, dude. He was so nervous too. He was like, "Man, I don't know." Like we killed me, him, and Garrett killed the dove like pretty quick, early. Yeah, yeah. And he that got him hyped up, and, and he was like, "Well, okay." He's like, "At least we killed one." I was like, "Nah, dude." But dude, that afternoon, man, they started flying. They were everywhere. flying. What, once we moved from that spot under the tree, and we moved across the way, they really started flying. And it was probably yeah. a time of day type thing. Yeah. But yeah, you could tell Joe was getting restless, man. He started pacing around, started driving the four by, you know, the side by side. He just started taking that around. So, dude, that was funny. <laughs> he didn't want it to flop. Man, I love doing. Are, are y'all? Do you think y'all are going? Do y'all do something every year for that fantasy league? Um, I think that's what we're going to try to do from now on. And honestly, the Dove Hub works so good that maybe that's the thing we try to do every year. Because I thought that was dope. Yeah, he has a good spot to entertain people and stuff too. For sure. We went. Um, we went to his house uh, the last first week in November, and stayed the night. And yeah, he has a good he has a good spot. I was, I was talking to him on the phone this morning, but yeah, dude. The, thanks for uh, let me be a, involved in the fantasy thing this year. That was pretty funny. I think it's awesome, man. You you've been a great contributor. I'm glad you're in the group chat. Just because the group chat's not always about fantasy, but it's about like Titans and the balls and things you love. So uh, it, it just works out perfect. It's really y'all honestly really don't talk about the actual fantasy that much no no i mean no. i'm not gonna lie sometimes i'll wake up with like 75 mixed missed text messages <laughs> i'm not going back through there and reading all that but you know when i pay attention sometimes it's it's usually all just talking about sports and stuff and i i'm not gonna lie i do pretty much hate um group chats like i despise them but for some reason this one doesn't bother me I understand, yeah, and I, I I can aid group chats for the most part too. But um, this one, it, it, everybody likes to talk, so you don't have to be involved in every conversation. Yeah. Like you said, you can wake you know wake up, miss a lot of text, but then jump back in at some point. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like Warren, myself, and a couple of us just going at it about random stuff. Yeah. Like you said, it's not always fantasy football. <laughs> we'll get into about food and movies. It, uh, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. How long have y'all been doing that? Man, it's been like ten years. I feel like. Uh, Robbie started the league, you know, we got the, Kobe's yeah. got the belt cause he won it last year. Um, yeah. but I feel like we're, we're around 10 years. It's been a, it's been a long time. Yeah. I think I did it a long time ago, but I'm just, I don't know, man. Do you do, do you just do fantasy league and that, or do you have other leagues you're in? I'm in three leagues, which is a lot. Mm. Honestly, it, it begins to get too much because at some point I'm rooting against myself in another game. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm rooting for a player in one of my teams, but I'm playing against him in another league. Oh, wow, yeah. So, that gets real controversial. But I'm in a league with all them. Mm-hmm. I'm in a league with, like, Brady, uh, Smitty, uh, Matt Roberson, mm-hmm. Connor McClain, yep. uh, uh, Michael Hornkamp. We, we all have another league. Okay. And then I'm in another league with Kobe's Kobe's dad, Kobe's stepmom, and, uh, like, Jacob Strong, some people like that. Okay, is Kobe's dad not in that league? No, he's not. Okay. No, no, no. But it was cool that he came out to the Duff Hunt with us. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Special guest. Yeah, special guest. So, fantasy's cool until at the end of the season, like now, when I'm eliminated from all the playoffs and I realize how much money that I lost, then it's like, ooh. Well, see, you know, I had that I had that bet with Kobe that you would come in first place. Yeah. Which I paid up. Yeah, hey, so, that's huge. Whatever. Nobody but, likes a welter. Yeah, I mean, so, you were pretty much solid all year. And I thought it was a lock. I got super excited because I didn't think fantasy football did playoffs. Mm. I thought it was the regular season only. Nah, it does go into a playoff format. And I 
I, I got in a bad spot. So why are the playoffs starting now if it's not the playoffs in the because you still need all the teams exactly. to be involved. Yeah, you need every team to be involved. So, like, our season doesn't even – the last week of the year is week 18, and our our season ends on 17 because the last week of the year, a lot of, like, teams won't play their players if they're already a lock in the playoffs, Yeah, like the actual playoffs. So, it's like the last three weeks of the regular season. Well, yeah, last three weeks of the regular season minus week 18 that, like, fantasy playoffs will be at. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't know, man. Do y'all ever accept newcomers, or is it like a perfect amount of people? So you have to have an even amount. So we're at 10 right now. We've talked about expanding to 12, but (laughs) you got to get the right person in there, you know? Yeah, I'm not – I don't know. I'm too far behind. If I ever wanted to join join the ranks with y'all, I would probably just do like – can't you do like free fantasy football on ESPN or something kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is. I would do some kind of league like that just to – Maybe for a couple of seasons to get seasoned. I hear you. So, who is your? So you have to pick a whole defense. Yeah, and and I normally bounce around for like matchups on on defense. Who was your defense this year? I uh, in that league I was rocking the Steelers a lot of the year. I had them and the Jets. Uh, okay. Actually, I think I had the Browns because the Browns are really good. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Had like a great year. Yeah, Miles Garrett had yeah, a huge Miles year Garrett. when they were playing the Titans. I, I was playing them. Yeah, and they, they had quite the game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. But anyways, dude, I'm glad uh I'm glad you got to come in for the holidays. How was the flight in? Uh it was good. Uh flew flew Delta. They don't have any direct flights from Vegas to Nashville, so I had to fly to Atlanta. Um but that was pretty easy. It was like three and a half hours and a quick like thirty five minute flight here. Um it was cool actually on the flight from Atlanta to here, I was sitting next to a Delta pilot that actually went to MTSU. There really? were three Delta pilots on their flight and they all graduated from middle. Huh. So, Did he know Justin? Uh, he said he'd heard his name. Because when I sat down, he's like, dude, you look super familiar. Yeah. Um, and he went to MTSU, obviously, but like way later than me. He's younger than us. Yeah. Uh, so we just got sat down, got to talking. He knew of Justin, but he didn't like specifically know him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were three. He said there was a lot of, obviously, pilots from the MTSU program in the in Delta. So I guess MTSU has a pretty big flight program then, huh? Huge. Really? Huge. Yep. Huh. I wonder if just because they have their own airport... I think so. The, their own airport, uh, the equipment. I mean, they have like a whole fleet of planes out there. Yeah. I, I actually, I think randomly Auburn's got a pretty big uh, aerospace program as well. But I think MTSU might be the number one Better. in the nation. It's it, yeah, really? it's it's one of the top in the nation. Man, the MTSU is kind of odd. They like real big in recording uh, industry for music. Yep. Which makes sense. I mean, Nashville's right down the road. You would kind of think Vanderbilt would be big in that, but. Eh. Vanderbilt's kind of prestigious. A lot of times that's not the best. Uh, you know, those like the Stanfords of the world aren't sometimes not the most artsy schools. For sure. But so they're big on that. And I think MTSU has a concrete management. Yeah, concrete is big. Uh, Man, they, they have a they have concrete management. And MTSU has a big tournament every year at the uh, at the golf course. Yeah. And it's like they have two full course back to back shotguns in one day. And, dude, every single vehicle in the parking lot is a truck. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's kind of That funny. sounds like a real good time. <laughs> yeah, they drink a lot. Man. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times they have to change out the course trash cans in between <laughs> in between the rounds. Yeah. There's nothing like a good tournament, though. A good, like, charity tournament or golf scramble. Yeah. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's the, uh, what's the what's the biggest college in Vegas? Uh, biggest college in Vegas is UNLV, University yeah. of uh, 
Vegas or Nevada. University of Nevada, Las Vegas, yeah. At, and it's in the Vegas area? It is, yeah. It's it's probably only like five, ten minutes from the strip. It's actually right next to the airport. Um, okay. I don't think I saw that while I was there. No, nah, it's kind of tucked away. Okay. You really wouldn't. Um, Do they have an indoor stadium? Where do they play? The they play at the Raider Stadium. Okay. So they had another stadium. I don't remember the name of it, but it's like it's on like the north side of town. It's way far away from campus. It's not an on-campus stadium at all. Okay. So then when they opened um, Allegiant, the new stadium, they started playing there. Okay. But they have a big basketball stadium on campus because they won the national championship. Uh, it was, I don't know if it was the late 90s or 80s, or, but they have won okay. the national championship in basketball. They were really good. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think I think there's like a documentary about somebody like cooking games, probably there or something <laughs> like back way back in the I'm day. I'm sure. Yeah, like a player was like throwing games and and doing all kinds of stuff, making money. Yeah, I, I watched a whole documentary about that. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, you don't ever. Th- I guess because they're not a powerhouse in football, I don't ever pay much attention to them. No, nah, you wouldn't. And they're starting to get better at football. Yeah, but you know. Uh, one thing that I do miss about being in the South and, like, down here is tailgating. Because yeah. out there, like, there's plenty of sports. Uh, I mean, obviously ULV, UNLV, they got the Raiders. They got uh, pro basketball with the Aces. They're getting the A's. The baseball team's coming into town. Like, they're trying to get a basketball team. So Really, the A's? Uh, they got, yeah, the uh, A's are leaving Oakland. They're coming to Vegas. They're going to build a – Dude, is Oakland just over? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean – the Raiders moved out of there. Yep. The freaking A's are moving out of there. We're taking all their teams. And then the, the Warriors mean, moved north, so they got out of Oakland, you know? I Dude, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know the Warriors were in Oakland. They they used to be up until like five years Oakland ago. Oakland must have been like a really cool area at one time. Yeah, at one time, yeah. <laughs> and, man, I don't know what happened, but, geez. Dude. Yeah, it went downhill. So, uh, Vegas is getting everything in, but, man, there's no tailgating for any of the any yeah. of the games. Like I said, for UNLV, they, they, used, they, they still play off-sites. It's not like you tailgate at the campus or anything. Yeah. Honestly, even in the fall, it's pretty hot. It's hard to tailgate. But, man, just being down here and being at a tailgate, there's nothing like it. So, Man, that is like football in the southeast is just a different thing. 100%. It is, man. And I just don't – for, I don't know. Like, a lot of recruits come out of California. A lot of them come out of Florida. But I feel like those real true southeast states, um, man, it just doesn't get much better than that, dude. No, nah, for sure. You got to have the briskness in the air, the <laughs> fall. Like, you want to be wearing, like, a hoodie, like, in in a, on a campus, dude, with a tailgate down. Yep. It's, like, the best thing ever. There's honestly nothing like it. I know. You it's know. almost like – I don't know how to describe it. It's just – it's almost really it's, – it's like the tailgate's funner than the game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that, it, it takes away from the actual game experience because here, you know, you, you go to the game, you can have some beers there, but yeah. eh, nobody really pre-games. And yeah. when you get in the stadium, it's $25 a beer or something like that. So it's <laughs> – yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> the whole time I was a student at MTSU, which was three whole years uh, – no, two years. It was two years. I went to every – home game tailgate and never actually went to a game while I was a student. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that bad? That is bad. And they're going to have to try to – that's what Derek Mason's going to have to try to figure out how to fix. For sure. And, and you know, I, I tried to go to most of the games. I did go to a lot of the games. But that is – I mean, you, you look at it now and there's nobody in the stands. That's It's it's tough for MTSU. And, dude, MTSU has one of the greatest tailgate experiences. They do, yeah. The, the Grove is awesome. The Grove is great. 
And, man, they tailgate everywhere around the whole campus. They got that big grassy area out front, which they just redid that whole tennis complex right there. Did they? Yeah, it's, like, real nice now. Yeah, I haven't been by um, uh, the campus since I left. I was kind of mad that they rebuilt tennis courts again right there. <laughs> I'm like, can't we move the tennis courts somewhere else? Yeah. And because that's, like, you know, when, you, when you're going down Middle Tennessee or Greenland and you pull up, that's, like, boom. Here's MTSU. Yeah. You know, that's like the cornerstone of MTSU. Yep. The glass house is right there, the football stadium. And it's just like, can we get rid of the – can we move the tennis courts somewhere yeah. else? They, they, I don't know what they need to put there. Maybe like a massive, like, I don't know, Blue Raider sports bar or something like that would be cool. That would be cool. I don't know. I know a few years before I left that there were like renderings of what they were going to do in like the – they were going to have like a new Hall of Fame area, like do a bunch of stuff where it like connects the glass house to the stadium. Are they doing yeah. any of that? I don't think so, man. Okay. I know that – That stinks. Yeah. I know at one time they were supposed to uh, – didn't Rick Stock still like donate like a million dollars of his own money or something to for them to build like an indoor practice facility or something? Probably. I don't uh, think they ever did it. No, no, no. And like I said, I remember hearing all <laughs> kinds of stuff about what they were going to do. Um, I saw the renderings. It looked cool. It was supposed to be like a whole fan experience down there, but mm. yeah. we'll, we'll see if that actually happens. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Do you ever, do you ever now that you're in Vegas, do you ever miss uh, like the, I don't know, when, when's the weather start changing there? Honestly, this year it's yeah, in fall it changes a little. Uh, I mean, it it just gets more mildly hot. You know, it's it's, I mean, here recently it's been in like the fifties. It's been a little cooler. Yeah, it's only like really cold if the wind's whipping, which can can happen a lot. It's yeah, it gets pretty chilly. Um, I've only seen snow there like once, but it has happened. I'm, I'm. I'll be honest. I didn't even know. Vegas got cold temperatures at all. I thought that was a year-round hot thing. Yeah, I mean, it it can get down in the 30s. I feel like I felt it in the 30s a few times, but I mean, it's it's rare. Nothing. I mean, you don't need much more than a light jacket most of the time. Yeah, it's a different place, man. That place is set up different than here. It is. Do you enjoy coming back home and like, uh, just like you know, because you know we're out in the country. Yeah. I don't. There's not really like. I mean, there's a desert and stuff, but like. There's not really, there's probably not really like country back roads in Vegas. No, not at all. You know what I mean? No, and like you said, you could get driving in the desert a bit, which is pretty, I guess. But like when I come back here, it's like a shock of green. It's super cool that you see anything green. Oh, and we're all complaining like it's so gray and nasty. (laughs) No, to me, it's like (laughs) culture shock. It's just crazy green. So Mm -hmm. it, uh, it's always great coming home. Like uh, you know, uh, being at my parents' house, they they live out in Las Casas. Yeah. Um. So there's plenty like hills out there. You know, it's different and it it feels way more homey. When I first moved to Vegas, I was living in like Southwest Las Vegas, which Mm -hmm. is like really deserty. Yeah. Um. Not a lot of trees, even palm trees. There's really like nothing out there. Yeah. Everything's artificial grass. Um. But I just moved to an area in Henderson called Green Valley, and uh, it, it feels a little more homey. There's actual trees, like oh, a okay. you know around my condo. There's like actual like pine trees and stuff. A lot of palm trees. We have natural grass, so nice. uh, it, it, it's a little more homey. Yeah. But at first, it was like really weird shock of just being in the middle of a desert. I bet. In which that's beautiful in its own way. I mean, I, I oh, thought for sure. I thought it was gorgeous being out there. I mean, you can be on the strip or uh, anywhere in town, and like if you get like a 
a long distance view, you just see the mountains. Yeah. Which is sick. Yeah, the mountains surround the whole valley, which is yeah, dope. Yeah, man. It is, it is pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like that sucker used to be an ocean or something at one time. I know. Probably, I know. Man. Seriously. It just has that feel. Yeah, it's weird how it's just like a whole bowl. I know. Around the, and then they just decided, oh, we're going to build a city right in the middle of this bowl. That's And that, honestly, because flying in, um, you know, you're just going, you're just flying in the desert yeah. for a while. And then all of a sudden, man, it like you see Vegas off in the distance, and it's just like a big clump of buildings. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Yep. And it's like, why did they like who freaking put a stake down right here and was like, <laughs> this seems like a good spot to build one of the world's most of biggest attracting you know <laughs> tourism places in the world. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, honestly. <laughs> well, we'll see how Vegas does, man. They um, it seems like they're starting to uh, legalize gambling and more more places and it wouldn't surprise me if another state flipped and and went out went all in on it yeah i know out here you can do the uh like DraftKings and stuff on your phone right yeah yeah so it's weird in vegas like DraftKings, anything that's not like a strip casino you you can't use really so like DraftKings, you can't use there i, I don't know specifically the names of the other ones but yeah. um each like the, so the casinos have their own app so it's like MGM or Caesars and they they have their own online sports betting app but yeah DraftKings mm-hmm. FanDuel any of those type of things you, you are all like banned there do you think it's because of the casinos don't want oh 100% takes away from the sports books 100% yeah I mean I get that yeah um yeah the online gambling thing's getting pretty big man yeah I don't really uh w- when it first got legalized I um I wanted to kind of get in there a little bit and mess with it. And I did a little bit, but man, I'm just not a good gambler. Dude. I'm not either. I'm, I'm not just either. Not so. Not um, even just sports gambling. I, you know, I like playing blackjack. I like playing craps. If my friends are in town, that's not something. And if, if this was my thing, I'd be screwed living in Vegas. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go play some table games if my, my buddies are in town. But other than that, man, it's. Yeah, uh, I I'm not a good gambler, especially on the sports gambling. Yeah, I'm not. Either. And I know a lot about sports, but it's not really <laughs> even about that. I guess you know. Like for example, last year's Super Bowl, I got on there, and it was like, will the Chiefs convert their first third down? Yeah. And I was like, I mean, man, this seems like pretty good odds. Here. <laughs> and I was like, come seems on, seems automatic. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. I, I was like, they were doing really well, and I was like. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm gonna throw some money on that. So I put like twenty bucks on it, and it was to win quite a bit. Like it was like twenty to win like seventy five or sixty or something yeah, like yeah. that. And uh, dude, the their first like two drives, they never even got to third down. Sheesh. Then they get the ball for their third possession. They're like in the middle of the field, and dude, it's like third and three. Yeah, that's what like, you want. Third I'm and like, short. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> So Patrick Mahomes rolls out on like a big play action thing, and I'm like, perfect. He's either going to dump it off for the first down, or he's or just, just going to run. It. Or he's just going to run. Well, you know how Patrick Mahomes sometimes does like this just wild stuff with the football. Well, this happened to just be one of those times, and he like flicked it like behind him to like another guy, and then the guy just completely butterfingered the ball on the Yeesh. ground. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, dude. Yeah, that's tough. So, um, that actually, those, those are fun. So the only like few betting things I do do 
are um, the Super Bowl doing those prop bets can be fun. Yeah, I know we put in a hundred bucks and just pick like four or five of them. Mm-hmm. Normally, like a couple first whoever scores the first touchdown, things like that. Yeah, and then uh, the Kentucky Derby can be fun too. Really? Uh, yeah, me and Kobe normally go go to a casino, bet on a couple horses. Um, I've never messed with that. It's cool, man. We were actually at the Orleans. I think it was two years ago when uh, Rich Strike won. He was the longest shot ever to win the Derby. Um, and of what? course, I'm hitting myself over the head that I didn't even throw like ten bucks on it because the odds were insane. But so when you're going into that, how do you, how do you even pick a horse? Um, you know, I yeah, guys, you don't know anything about horses. I don't know anything about <laughs> I don't horses. Either. <laughs> so I got introduced to uh, Patrick Braden Verbal, uh, Larp, and a bunch of dudes came into town one time, and they yeah. uh, Braden's like super into it. Right. Okay. So he was really good at it. Um, and I I won some you know horse bets with him. And uh, one of the things they told me was, like, you always bet on a gray horse. Supposedly gray horses can be faster. Okay. So I've kind of lived by that. It's, I, you know, like I said, I only do it for the Derby. Yeah. hasn't treated me very well, obviously. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know anything about it. I just look at the odds. So I'll bet some on the, the ones that have good odds and some of the ones that have middle odds. If I like the name, I'll throw some money in there. But, yeah. Hey, dude, I don't know nothing. I want to go to a daggum dog race, dude. That's, yeah, that, that sounds would fun. Be, yeah, that would be lit. I just want to see a dog run that fast. Apparently, those things can fly, dude. Yep. I, I think that'd be pretty cool. But I don't even know. I don't even know where anywhere where they do that. They have them in Memphis, or really? like just south of Memphis. What's the casino name there? I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about fighting dogs, dude. I'm talking about no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. They have greyhounds. I, I I can't remember the name of the Southland. I think it might be Southland. Okay. It's just a little south of Memphis. Uh, but huh. uh, Joe's told me that he's he's hit on a couple dog races out there before. Really? Yep. Huh. Just like I mean, uh, same. You don't know anything about the dogs, man. You're no. just making a making a bet on odds and cool names. I would maybe, literally, yeah, I would literally probably bet on the one that I like the name the most or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> huh? That would be a good guys trip. Probably not the most successful way to gamble, but no fun. And this is, fun why, not this the is least. why I'm explaining why I don't exactly. <laughs> I don't really indulge that much. The same, same. But yeah, man, that's that's cool. But it's like anything. I mean, you move there and, and that's kind of what vegas is known for but that's not it's kind of like here you know broadway and nashville's right up the road i don't ever go over there yeah and and i've explained that to a lot of people too because they're like oh my gosh you live in vegas like yeah and all they see is the strip yeah when they when they think i live in vegas and i'm never there unless i have friends that are there you know i like that place you took me and evan it was just like that sports bar type place oh yeah 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 that was a cool area for sure it was like a little walking out sword outside mall area or something, whatever. Yeah, that yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, that's cool. So, just lock down a, a condo or a part. Is it an apartment or a? Condo? It's a condo. Yeah, I bought what's a condo the, out there. The difference, man. Um, honestly, it's like a, it's like an apartment conversion. So there, okay. I wouldn't say there is too much of a difference. Um, this condo sounds better. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you can't buy it. Well, I guess you could buy an apartment, but like technically. A condo's for like a residential apartment that you can purchase. Okay. So yeah, I'm an idiot. That yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Apartment is owned probably Be, by a company that rents them out for rent. Condos yeah. are individual. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But yeah, no, it's good, man. I got some cool neighbors. A uh, guy right next to me's got like a '69 Mustang Fastback. Nice. Uh, super cool dude. We we chat a lot. Um, haven't even really. I've said hey to my other neighbors, but not much interaction. I'm on like the backside corner. It's actually really quiet back there. Yeah. Um, I like my neighborhood a lot. It's cool. There's something. You know, I lived in apartments through college and stuff, and there is something about living, sorry, condo. <laughs> there is something about living in a condo 
that almost seems like kind of secure to me. Yeah. I don't know. It feels safe almost. Yeah. It sounds weird, but, you know, a house, you're a little bit more like isolated, like a condo, you just kind of blend in. And then they're comfortable. I always thought they were kind of comfortable. No, for sure. Yeah. I liked your little spot here in town when you were living over there off of Thompson Lane. Yeah, that was a good place. That was, I, I like that. You had a cool little back porch. And yeah, yeah. That was a chill spot. So Yeah, I. Uh, so my condo here, I actually have like two porches. I've got like a side porch with the overhang, and then I got one on the side that only first floor units have, which is good because I got my black sun out there. Nice. Um, I'm violating all kind of HOA rules, having any kind of propane thing out there, but I'm like tucked away. Nobody would ever see it, really? uh, which is nice. <laughs> Cause that was like one of the kickers for me for having like a condo is I mm. you normally can't have a grill or anything, but I had my black zone. So I was like, I got to find somewhere I could put it. Yeah. So thankfully I've got like a little side porch. It's wide open over there. Um, I mean, a Blackstone nice. really ain't a grill. Yeah. He, it's more like the propane that they harp on. So okay. what's wrong with propane? Well, they don't want it blowing up, I guess. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, w- I did have my Blackstone's up on my deck. Nice. And I'm smoking a turkey right now, which, by the way, we'll get into later. Heck yeah, let's go. Dude, I put a, <laughs> uh, I'll finish what I was going to say, but I'll, I put a, um, a nice, what kind of glaze did I put on there on the turkey? I mixed um, the Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. The Polynesian. Okay. I mixed All right. that. With a bunch of Cajun seasonings and spicy brown mustard, yeah, and just freaking lathered it up. Dude. I, I bet that's gonna be awesome, dude. It. I opened the thing earlier, and yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty good, dude. Yeah, so yeah. We're gonna, and then I got a ham in there. I got a brown sugar ham. I'm gonna smoke after this. Nice. But yeah, dude, I used to have my smoker. It's just like out in the gravel now. Yeah. I used to have it on the deck, and I was like. I don't know how good of an idea this is. Yeah. Because, like, some grease dropped on the wood. Mm. And then, I mean, dude, it wouldn't take much to have a grease fire in a smoker. No, yeah, definitely. And then my cousin's business burnt down because their smoker caught fire on, like, their back patio area. And I was like, yeah, I probably need to get that out What kind of smoker was it that caught on fire? Uh, I think it was just like a... Uh, what's the the pellet grills? Like there? a Traeger? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. it's weird. Because um, Kobe's got a Traeger, and, and you know, we smoke things on there. But if you cook, like, higher fat content, like, we've done some burgers on there that were, like, Wagyu. Yeah, yeah, it dripped, and it caught fire. Um, I mean, nothing crazy, but, you know, like, normally you don't see any kind of flame in a pellet grill, but... Man, as long... And those Traeger grills, generally they have, like, wheels on them and stuff. Yeah. Where they're pretty... You can make them mobile. That smoker, you have to, like bear hug it and pick it up to move it yeah yeah. so as long as you can like roll something away <laughs> it's probably fine on a back patio area yeah or under a covering or whatever but yeah yeah i gotta be careful man y'all are always smoking some some stuff it's fun man you know like like i said i i don't gamble kobe doesn't gamble <laughs> uh yeah. so smoking meats is just a fun thing to do on the weekend you know yeah it is it's, I, I enjoy it yeah I for a while there I kind of got burned out, and uh, I screwed some stuff up, and that's very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, but it's common, though. Like it, is. it happens. But, man, I got better at it, and then I stopped trying to do things just too extravagantly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, man, just season it how you want it and freaking smoke it. Yep. Stop trying to do too much. The only thing that I've not really nailed down his ribs man ribs are hard dude they're hard so me and kobe have like a tried and true way of doing ribs we've done it for a long time the same way but 
this last time we did some ribs, he wanted to try something different, which is always scary when you're smoking oh. something because you know how to do it right. Yeah. And he decided to try something different. So he did like a he, – he, he didn't wrap the ribs. He did a no wrap and just cooked them for longer. I did that last time too. It, uh, when we did it, man, it, it, it turned out horribly. Like, we had to throw them all away. Like, really? five racks of ribs just straight to the trash. Oh, no. The seasoning didn't – it, like, caked up on there, man. It was really hard to tell, and it was, like, chalky. Yeah. And he didn't over-season it, like, any more than – he didn't put any more seasoning than we normally would. But the temp and the, and the way they cooked, it, dude, horrible. So, smoking meats is hard. Yeah, There's so many factors that can play into it. It is. It is, and mine, like, he can probably set his with his phone, right? Yeah, yeah. Mine ain't like that. You got to – it's propane. Yeah. So you got to sit there and mess with the knob. But it takes a while. I've figured it out. Yeah. So now I can, like, pretty much dial it in. So It's tough to do things like that. Like, you know, the trigger's super easy. Yeah. Um, it's like set it and forget it, and you, just, yeah. you can just walk away, do your thing, as long as there's pellets in there. Yeah. But we've used, like uh, – we smoked, a, like, a smaller brisket on a Weber kettle one time. It turned out okay. It was real dry. Yeah. Like, we've tried to do some, I guess, stick burner type activities. Uh, but, dude, it's hard to regulate temp. And, it is, and, man. I mean, it's, I mean, you got to sit there with it the whole time pretty much. Yeah. Joe's father-in-law, he does, like, the real deal, like, throws firewood in there and yeah, all that. I yeah. don't – I asked Joe about that, and I was like, how do you how do you regulate the temperature in that? And he was like, you don't. Yeah. I mean, he I j- think he, he told me that, that Philip doesn't even use a thermometer. He does like a spit test. He'll like lick his finger and see how long it takes to like evaporate on there, which is that's years of experience that I don't have. <laughs> um, but he also has that, that like giant old propane tank that he uses as a smoker, yeah. which is super cool. It is pretty cool. I don't know if I'm ready to go that hard. I'm no, gonna, I'm no. gonna I'm gonna let mine wear out and. I might get a trigger or something. I don't know. They're cool, man. They're awesome. Yeah. Cubby had a pretty, pretty good deal on his. He the, found it at Home Depot, all dented up. So he just made him a made him yeah. an offer, and they took it. Heck yeah! Do they? Does it? The, my only complaint that I've heard people complain: Does the smoke get real thick in them? And no, I mean like oh. it, it, it's like so you can see it smoking on. It's like blue smoke. It's thin. Mm-hmm. This, it definitely has smoke flavor. Does it have as much smoke flavor as a stick burner or like probably your propane? No, of course not. Yeah, there is still smoke flavor though, and you can still get a really good smoke ring on things. Okay. Is it going to be as extreme as burning actual wood? No way. Okay. All right. But you can still get your desired stuff, and a lot of it turns out really juicy and good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you can use it as a normal grill too, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, See, he's that's what that's what I need. I don't have a normal grill. Yeah, yeah. He's got like pizzas on that thing. You can like smoke. It's yeah. like an oven. Yeah. Honestly, it's like an oven that smokes. Heck so yeah. you can you can cook whatever you want on there. People cook cookies and yeah. gosh knows what on them things. Speaking of man, you've been looks like you've been eating good, dude. You've been you looking healthy, man. I appreciate that. I have. Uh, I've been mean. I've been eating good. Now that I'm back home, been eating a little more than oh, I should. Oh, dude, you uh, give it up. <laughs> I mean, I mean. This is my rule, because I've I've been eating healthy now. I've lost thirty pounds over about a year, yeah, pretty slowly, which is probably a good thing. Yep. Um, man, like my I have like a couple of rules that I follow. Number one, I pretty much try not to eat bread ever. Yeah. I just try to completely just don't eat bread. Um, try to stay away from fried foods and stuff like that, and I mostly just eat. Uh, meat and vegetables that's yep. pretty much it nuts stuff like that just obviously healthy things that's yeah for what sure. I, that's what i try to eat yep and um man and i try to do that i eat healthy as much as i can when i have control of what i'm eating so 
if I'm going to some friends' houses and we're having pizza, yeah, that, you're, you're going to eat the pizza. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna for we'll sure. eat pizza, yeah. or, or if we're going out to eat, man, I'm gonna eat. You know, I'm gonna enjoy it. We yeah, don't yeah, we don't yeah. eat out that much anyway. So when I go out to eat, like last night, you know, I had the big freaking Boulevard Burger thing. Yep. But I mean, I control my breakfast every single day. I pretty much have control over what I eat for lunch every single day. And then we cook at home at night. So I pretty much 90% of the time have control of what I'm eating. And I just try to do the best I can when I have control over it. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I mean, that's basically how, like, honestly, I just stopped. I've been working out on things and doing the whole Pilates thing and everything like that. But, I mean, my main thing was not eating. Mm -hmm. I basically just cut out all the bread. Uh, you know, like you said, meat and veggies, I can control what I eat. I do the intermittent fasting thing and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, it was surprising. Like if I just stopped eating all the crap, Mm -hmm. how immediately I started losing weight. Feel better too. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Feel better. hundred percent. Man, I think, um, that you said the intermittent, intermittent fasting, uh, I did it to the extreme for like a full year where I ate one meal a one day. One meal a day, yeah, that's that's tough. I, Dude, I, I think I haven't it done cured that, a lot of problems that I had. Yeah, I think I had some stomach issues and some stuff. I mm-hmm. think I had some gut issues. Yeah, that I probably was not really aware of. And man, that that uh, and that that really kind of leveled out my blood pressure in that time. It yeah, kind of fixed that issue. Um, and ever since then, man, I've it's it's it, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, that's um, tough. One meal a day is pretty brutal. I do like 12 to 8. I normally eat around 7, so it's like 12 to 7, really. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't. Fi- I used to be really, because I love breakfast. Breakfast is my jam. Really? I used to be real hungry in the mornings, but now I've gotten to the point where I'm cool. I mean, if I'm working real hard, sometimes I won't even notice it's like 1 o'clock and then I'll eat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the main thing, like you said, is just being able to control what you're actually eating. Yeah. That free office food will get you, boy. Somebody I'm telling you, dude. People gum. still bring in stuff all the time. It's people, hard to say no. I do. People bring in. The other day at work, they brought in like eight massive bags of kettle corn. Wow. I was like, get that <laughs> out of here, man. <laughs> Nobody's trying to do that. And then people bring in donuts all the time. Yeah. And I just don't do it, dude. I'm just like, I'm not. Because I, I, have, I have an issue. Yeah. If I eat one donut, dude, I'm going to eat four. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. For some reason, I have that problem with food. Yeah, if you um, give me a taste of it, I'm a... Yeah, man, I'm like a freaking fiend, dude. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I know, But that's... that's You said you're doing Pilates? How's that? Uh, it's cool, man. So I work with... Uh, it's Kobe's sister-in-law. Her name's Rachel. Mm-hmm. We work together. She goes... Uh, she's been doing it for a long time. She goes to like a hot Pilates studio. They got like cycling and all kettlebells, all kind of different classes, but... Is it pretty hard? Um, yeah, super hard. I was super against it at first. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm... <laughs> I'm a macho man. I'm not going to do any of this Pilates class. No, dude, I'd, I'd love to do yoga. Dude, so I, I got in there and started doing the Pilates. And, I mean, it's it's not like there's, like, Pilates machines. I think they're called Reformer or something. I don't do that. But it's just, like, free weights on a yoga mat. And, you, I mean, you're stretching. Like, you're doing a lot of, like, dumbbell stuff. That sounds um, awesome. A lot of burpees, mountain climbers. Like, it's, it's like, high intensity for an hour. Is so, it hot in there? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, 96 degrees oh. in the actual room. So, I mean, you're just pouring sweat. Um, but so dude, it's like I've 20 lost degrees a lot of weight. Cooler than outside. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But with all those people crammed in there, man, it like you know, I, yeah. I've only had to walk out of the room a couple times. But sometimes you get a little claustrophobic in there. Yeah, dude. it's hard to breathe. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I've always wanted to get into some kind of hot yoga. Dude, it's nice. Uh, yeah. I've never done yoga. Period. So I mean, I'm yeah. sure the hot yoga would be cool. Mm-hmm. But I was against the Pilates, so I, so I started doing it. And now I go like four or five times a week. Yeah, so. Kobe doing it. 
Nah, he still refuses. Oh, come on. Um, I know. I, I'm working come on, on him. Come on, Kobe I know. I know. I'm working on him. We're uh, we're trying to get him in there. but That's good, man. <laughs> it's inspiring, dude. I love it when, when people uh, get back on the grind. I think the I think the important thing is, and I always tell Kalen this, I'm like, you know, I've gone through time periods where I gain a lot of weight and then I lose a lot and I'm healthy for a while and I go back and forth. Yeah. And you'd like to stay on the good side, but – It's hard, dude. Man, I think the important thing is is that you're always, like, trying. Yeah. Because if you're – throughout your whole life, if you're consistently trying to do better, trying to work out, trying to eat better, then you're going to do better than most people. For sure. So I think as long as, like, you're aware of it and you're always trying to be better, that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, and, and it's wild how quickly you can put weight back on. I know, man. Um, so I mean, I probably I got down to like two ten. I'm probably like two twenty three right now, or something like that. Yeah. Um, still been working out as hard. I haven't been eating as great in the past couple months, but it's weird that like just a shift in your diet a little bit. Like I started eating a little bread or things like that, and then dude, you just immediately get it back. Dude, I can have like one week where maybe have a big pizza night. Yeah. You know, maybe drink a couple beers, and then. Uh, maybe one night you kind of go nuts with the chips and salsa when you're eating Mexican yep. and you have like maybe three or four bad nights in a week and then you weigh the next week and you, you gain like four pounds. I know it's crazy. And you're like, dang, man. Yeah. Like it, and the scale's not everything like, but, but I like to use the scale, but you know, I, I don't see a difference, but I'm like, oh man, I can tell that like, <laughs> man, the, you're right. The scale is not everything. Yeah. Um, but it's a good measuring tool for 100%. me. 100%. So, because I'm not obsessed with how much I weigh, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as I am happy with how I look or, or and feel, For I'm, sure. I'm good with that. But yeah, I don't get I don't get caught up on the numbers thing. Like I don't. And obviously, we're not females, so we don't feel like we have to weigh <laughs> under a certain weight or whatever. Yep. But yeah, man, well that's good. Your dad is killing it too, dude. dude. He's, he's motivated me, man. He is like, I'm like, dude. He was. I was. I sit behind him in church today, and he stood up, and his Levi jeans tag said like. 32 waist. Yeah, it's crazy. And I was like, dang, son. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, like, even since I've been in the town, like, watching him eat, he's still, like, really? he didn't eat, like, any processed foods, no sugar. Like, he's gotten super serious on it. And here's yeah. my mom over here making pies and stuff, <laughs> which, actually, my mom made y'all a pie, and I forgot it on the counter. I'm so sorry. Oh, but wow. Can you bring that to church tomorrow? I'll bring it to church tomorrow. Okay, yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. I've got it. <laughs> I've literally got it for you. I meant to bring it. It's on the counter. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh man, do you miss your family sometimes? Oh, for sure, man. You know it's yeah. it's tough. Uh, yeah, I try to do the Facetime thing and and say hey to everybody as much as possible. But like you know, yeah. being back, I see my nieces the other day. I'll see my nephews tomorrow and stuff. It's it's nothing like being in person. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a that's a whole other dynamic, man. I've never, you know, I pretty much lived here um, most of my childhood and um, and my adult life up to this point. So I don't I don't you know. You and uh, Evan moved away, and Joe moved away. It's kind of sometimes, man. I'm like, I'm like, I think about it, and I'm like, yeah. Do I need to move too, <laughs> dude? I freaked out when uh, we were driving home from the beach, and a couple of years back, and Joe texted me and you and was like, "Hey guys, just wanted to you know let you know I'm moving to Fayetteville." Yeah, dude. I was like, I don't know why, but I was like in panic mode. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I was like talking to Kane. I was like, "Do we like do we need to move? Like yeah. I think like I think we should move." And she's like, "Calm down." Like, and I was just like, "Everybody's moved away." And I was like, "I just feel like we should move too." 
And but you know, you get used to it. And I still get to you know see you a couple times a year, and I see Evan all the time. It doesn't yeah. even feel like he even moved. So yeah, I mean. It, it, it's different now. We're a little older. Like, you know, uh, we've got a lot. Of, you got a kid now. It's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a lot of things going on. But you know, the fact that we still t- stay in touch all the time, and then that's what's important. The other fact is when we get back together, it's we just pick up right where we left off. You know, it's oh, like nothing yeah, ever man. changed. Uh, you know, my real close friends. It's it's uh, you don't really have to see or talk to each other all the time. Yeah, you know, we're all busy. Sometimes you'll go, you know, almost a month without saying what's up. But yeah. Like, if I don't talk to you for a month, I'm not, like, really worried about it. Yeah. I mean, I would like to talk to you more, but, you know, it's like, I'm not like, oh, man, I hope Hunter's not mad at me. I don't think like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, man, we miss you. I need to come out to, I need to come out to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting my place all set up. I have a room for you to crash now. It's uh, a good time. I think Kalen would really enjoy seeing some of the things around there. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know if Sonny's going to make it with us when we come, but. Yeah. You know, maybe one day. Not a not a great place for little ones, but man, I, I'm surprised when I whenever I do go on the strip, how many people yeah. have like young kids there. I'm it kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I'm not saying it's it's completely out of the picture because man, Sunny would probably do well with Kobe's kids and stuff. Oh, for sure, because she's real good with other kids. So I mean, you know, there's always that. I'm sure Kobe wouldn't mind if we went to his house and hung out. No, not at all. Did did just you know. Whatever. Nah, he so. just moved about a mile. He, I moved away from him on the other side of town, and he decided he had to pick up and, and move closer to ah. me. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, man, I guess, uh, you know, before, um, uh, how long did you work for, um, the Baymont? Man, years. Honestly, can't remember the the dates I was there. But what years. were you doing before Baymont? Uh, I was at, uh, so I mean, I started in hotels in college, like yeah. it was like midway through college, obviously worked at Adams place at the beginning of college and mm-hmm. then, uh, kind of bounced around random jobs, bounced around random jobs, did some coaching for a little bit at oh, coffee yeah. County. Um, awesome. then after that, I didn't really have anything to do. And I, I started working just like a, I actually started working breakfast at a hotel, uh, the Hampton Inn in Murfreesboro. Okay. And I did that for like four or five months and then they had a opening at the front desk. So I started doing the front desk there. Did that for like a year and then got a manager gig over at the Baymont and moved over there. I feel like I was there for like five years, maybe. Yeah. What was your title there? Like uh, marketing? Uh, yeah. So I was like, uh, when I started there, I was like assistant general manager and then I was a director of sales. And then I, I think that's technically what my title was at, at the end, but I was kind of doing it all. Just constantly changing the pricing of the stays? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I bet, much. I bet you could do that in your sleep. I, I could at this point. How many times did you have to change the rates a day? I mean, it just depends. Like as occupancy goes up, you can obviously start charging more depending on things in town. Like it's actually shocking how many things come through Rutherford County and Murfreesboro. That and huge. So like a, a, a lot of times you, you got to plan a couple weeks out because, you, you know, you kind of look at everybody else, shop around what their rates are looking like. And Yeah, man. I mean, my parents own two Airbnbs. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, when they told us that they were going to do that, I was like, I don't know, like, how well that's going to go. And, man, they're always booked. Dude, I bet. they stay, and, and they always ask people, like, you know, why are you, you know, looking for a place to stay? And it's uh, MTSU's a lot of it. But do people come in for, like, preaching seminars? And, like, there's just, like, all kinds of stuff that goes on. There's so there. much stuff. Yeah, so I could see, man, like, the, the T-double-S-double-A usually has, like, a big tournament thing. Yep. 
So that the uh, Shelbyville horse celebration that drives a lot of people into town because there's not that. a lot of like places to stay in Shelbyville, so a lot of people stay out here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certain things in Nashville or like Smyrna, surrounding counties, like it, it, it yeah. drives a lot of people to Murfreesboro. Yeah, I'm gonna grab me another. You want one? I'll take one. Yes, sir. But yeah, the uh, the hotel gig was it was it was a good time. You know, uh, learned a lot definitely while I was there. I would never go back to it uh, ever in a million years. But yeah. it was a it was a good time while it lasted. Man, I thought honestly, I thought that would uh, I thought it was a pretty good career path. Really, I yeah. Um, you know, you like to talk to people, and. Um, that's what you that's I remember you telling me what, that was like one of the main things that you loved about that job is like you just like talking to people making them happy yep. you know setting them up um because you know there's always a little certain amount of probably stress when you're traveling and <laughs> oh for sure you know it's nice to uh come and talk to somebody who speaks well and is happy and energetic and yeah seems like they want to do a good job so I'm I'm sure you did a really good job there yeah, the, the Baymont definitely had his perks. You know, I got my friends' jobs whenever they were in transition. <laughs> yeah, Kobe yeah. worked up there. Rateau worked up there for a little while. Uh, my friend Alex Watson worked up there. Yeah. So I was able to, like, you know, if somebody was in a transition but, like, needed a gig for a little while, I was able to hook them up with a job, which is always cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I always, like, I was like, man, one day Hunter's going to have, like, this huge mahogany desk in a back room over at the uh, – What's the big hotel over there? At the embassy. The embassy suites, <laughs> and he's going to be like the manager over there, and I'm going to get to go over there and hang out at the hotel bar all the time. Yep. That was my dream for you, man, but well, he, he had to go off and start <laughs> selling mortgages to everybody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the hotel thing was fun, bro, but, it, you know, it's hard to – you're still working for somebody. It's hard to control. Yeah. Um, my old boss, Mac, love him to death, but me and him clashed a lot. We didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, which made it really tough. Um, and a lot of just like easy service stuff that seems easy to me, but for him, it was, you know, you know, um, there's something to about the hospitality business, the hotels is they're always open. Yeah. So I remember you used to have to work a lot. Oh, for sure. Um, and pick up when people weren't there and, you know, sometimes it's nice to like have a job that like is not available at night yeah yeah or on the weekends or so, like you know you don't have to like i'm sure sometimes people call y'all on your cell phone and yeah, stuff a definitely. lot and you're always available on the phone but still it's not like you have to go be in a building for eight hours yeah you know 14 days in a row because somebody's out yeah for sure no and yeah i definitely i take a lot of calls on the weekends and mm-hmm. after hours in the afternoons yeah um sometimes got to hop into a loan pre-approve somebody on the weekends or something but it's yeah. like you said it's not like i have to go work night audit from 11 p.m to 7 a.m on a whim because somebody called out yeah which is miserable oh that sounds awful yeah you were staying there at one point weren't you uh yeah, yeah sometimes when like <clears throat> mac would go to india yeah uh, he wanted somebody to be on property the whole time so i'd stay up there for like a week week and a half or so just in there with your gaming yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean i had nothing else to do and i couldn't yeah. really leave so i just brought the playstation up there and yeah <laughs> so um i guess like what did that so you did kobe had already moved on to vegas and uh essentially got started in 
Is it mortgage broker? Is that like the title? Uh, yeah, we're lender, mortgage, mortgage lender. lender. Yeah, whatever. we're not brokers. Okay, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, no there there is a broker. Okay, it's a different like segment than us. Okay, yeah, that is a thing. Um, he got into that, and uh, he has a unique story about all that yep. in itself, which I hope he can get on the pod one day. Oh, uh, he will. Yeah, when he's in town, he maybe will. I can catch him on. I haven't done a Zoom thing yet. Yeah. I like I like being in person. No, I hear yeah, it's it's yeah. way better. And you got to come to the studio, get the full experience. For sure, you got to be sitting here at the shop drinking <laughs> a beer with your bud, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess he got down there before you got a head start. And what did he do? Just hit you up and ask you if you'd be interested in doing that, or? Yeah, pretty much. So I stopped working at the Baymont, and I was canceling timeshares for a little bit. That's uh, right. Patrick got me a job because I was sick of the Baymont. I was like, dude, I got to find some. I, I got to move on from this. And uh, Pat was like, hey, we got some openings in my company. Come join up. I was like, cool. Uh, so I was doing that, which was great, but that was like right when coronavirus hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I was living in a one bedroom apartment. I like never left because I was working ten hour days doing the timeshare thing, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of in a transition phase, anyways. Kobe had been calling me like at least once a month to try to get me out to Vegas. Uh, not even like four mortgages, but like working what I was because I could work remote. Like he just wanted me to move out there. Yeah. Um. After a while, I went out to his wedding, which was in September. Uh, he invited me. Well, actually, he it was a surprise that I was coming out there. He invited me out. I was like, no, nah, I can't come. And then Jane called me, and I knew she was like, come on, you got to come. I was like, all right, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. So I came out there, stayed a week for his wedding. I was doing the like timeshare. I was working in his office, kind of saw what was up, got the feel of Vegas. And then it's really like a week later, I told my parents, I was like, eh, I think yeah. I'm going to pack up ship and, and, and move out there. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess when you got there, um, you had to go through a, a pretty big training transition and also uh, work to get your license, right? Yeah, for sure. So when I first got there, I was just making like complete minimum wage and I was just making calls. Yeah. I mean, the best way to learn thing in the mortgage industry is to have the conversations. Yeah. So they literally gave me like list upon list upon list of either old clients or cold leads, like old leads and stuff. And I would just sit there and dial. I would dial like 150 people a day. Yeah. Try to get mortgage applications. Um, so I get them on the phone, get them interested, and pass them off to the licensed person that I could take an app. Dude, were you hyped the first one you like got, Dude, got yeah. to get somebody to buy it? You For know? sure. The first app I ever actually took actually closed the loan, which was dope. Um, nice. But yeah, it took a long time. Because really? the thing is, because I knew nothing about mortgages, absolutely nothing. But I'm on yeah. there, I, I knew sales. Yeah. So I was on there, I was having conversations, learning about mortgages. And when you're having the conversations, it brings up questions that I can then go ask and then learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like anybody was sitting there like, yeah, I had guidelines I could read about mortgages. But yeah, the the learning I got was having a conversation with somebody. They would ask me a question, then I could go ask it to somebody and then else. You just, next time you kind of remember. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which takes a lot because, I mean, yeah. the, the mortgage industry is ever changing and there's so many restrictions and there's things a lot you got to memorize. There is yeah. a lot in there. So I did that for like six months where I was only just straight dialing people. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Then I took my test the first time. You had to get a 75 to pass. I got a 73. I was like one question away. Mm. Uh, yeah, real real big dagger. Because then you have to wait a little bit, and it's like 200 bucks every time you take the test. That's I, right. When you when I was in Vegas, you had just taken the test. Yeah. So so that was tough. Uh, failed it my first time. Had to wait. I think I think you have to wait 60 days. Took it again. Passed the second time, which was super dope. I actually got an 86, which is the highest score out of anybody in our office. So nice. I crushed it the second time, which nice. was dope. And I passed it like three days before my birthday. 
which is cool because we had a uh, trip planned to go to Wolf Creek, mm-hmm. which is a really like famous golf course in Mesquite, which is like an hour outside of Vegas. Yeah. So I got to like super celebrate that weekend. That's cool, man. Which was super dope. So I got my license. Then I was able to actually do some more stuff involving like rates. I was actually allowed to like take applications, pull credit, do like actual loan things for clients. Okay. So you've been licensed for what, more than a year? Uh, yeah, a little over two years. A little over two years? Yeah, a little over two years. Nice, man. And you're with Cross Country Mortgage? Yeah, Cross Country Mortgage. We're kind of our own, like, island, I guess you could say. Uh, but we use Cross Country for all of our servicing. We use the Cross Country brand. So. Now, obviously, is the name obvious, like, y'all are Cross Country, like, y'all can do mortgages anywhere? Or Yeah, 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 we are Cross like Country for sure. Y'all somebody up in... Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, we're licensed. We're licensed in a bunch of states: California, Arizona, Nevada, Tennessee, Louisiana, Florida, Montana, Idaho. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. But like anywhere that we have like a base of people, we mm. can get licensed at. Yeah. Man, that's that's cool. That like uh, sales has always intimidated me, um, but I think. I would feel good about selling something that is pretty much a necessity. Yeah. Like, I mean, the mortgage world has to happen. I mean, very rarely do. I mean, some people do, but most of the time people don't buy homes with cash. So, you know, it's good to be in an area that, that is needed and probably not probably not going anywhere no for sure it's super gratifying too, man. Like we've had a couple of clients that like, they were like, I'm not going to get approved. Like, yeah. they already wrote themselves off. A lot of people do. A lot of people think there's no way in the world that they're even close to buying a home. Because of a credit? or They think their credit's bad. They think they don't have enough money. They don't, they don't have enough for a down payment. And then they learn the possibilities of what could happen just because they tried. Yeah. And, I mean, dude, we had one lady who, like, her rent just got doubled. She, her, her apartment had flooded. She was getting no support. Never thought she'd own a home. She got in a home, with, like, within a month and a half just because she tried. Really? Yeah. It's, it, you know, we use the analogy a lot. It's like stepping on the scale. You, you got to get with a lender. You, you got to see where you're at mm-hmm. to know what your immediate goal is. If I'm trying to lose 30 pounds, how am I going to know if I lose, need to lose 30 pounds if I don't know what my starting weight is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people, people will shock themselves at how they might be qualified right now and they don't know it. But in their head, like they see their credit report, they think they need to work on this and that. But they're not a mortgage expert. So they're just working on what their yeah. buddy at the water cooler told them, yeah. you know? So does your does your interest rate depend on how good your credit is? Yeah, there's a couple factors that go into interest rates. So credit's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of down payment you put down is one of them. Yeah. So you know things are kind of weird right now. But if you put twenty percent down, you get a better rate. Twenty five percent down, you get another break, like in in rates. Um, right now, there's actually really big breaks from the Biden administration. Um, but if you're putting like minimal payment, like if you're doing three percent down, mm. and you make under your county's like average uh, median income, you actually get a really good rate break. So there's like a whole really? bunch of different factors that go into your your rate. Hmm. What's the What's the lowest that you see right now? Uh, someone getting. I mean, lowest. I don't know because you can all you can buy points. Like you can buy your rate down. There's a lot of that stuff going on. Mm. I mean, I've seen some recently at like what we call a par rate, which would be free at like low sevens, seven one two five. Um, Somebody said the other day that they're expecting them in this coming up election year to get down back to like around four. We'll see. 
Or did you tell me that? It depends on. I, I don't think it was me. <laughs> okay, um, somebody told me that. It you could know, be complete BS. Everybody's projecting in the spring for things to start moving back down. Fours would be nice. I mm-hmm. would say fives would be probably where we're going to be at. Would be my. Vision, I know. But. I know. Kobe told me something interesting last time I saw him. He said that uh, for like one of the first time ever presidential candidates are like running on yeah. saying they're going to lower interest rates. Yep. Which is interesting. Um, to but see. It's, it's a major concern in the nation right now. People are freaking out about uh, oh, it. Oh, it's nuts, man. So. Um, I mean, I can't. <clears throat> I mean, we would like to move. Yeah. But um, we're just in such a good situation here. Now nah, I hear know, you. We, we just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, and, and the thing about that is I tell my clients a lot, like, because there's a lot of people that are like in the twos, three super low rates, and they're like, I don't want to get rid of this. And well, you don't have to. Yeah. You could rent your house. Yeah. You know, you, you could rent your house out, keep that rate, let somebody off pay pay that mortgage off, and then go buy another place. Now, yeah, rates are a little higher, but the yeah. the thing is, the rates are going to go down. Yeah. Which you can always refinance. Yeah. But when the rates go down, home prices are going to go up. That's, that's how I've, it works. That's what I've been hearing. So right now, actually, like. We're in this weird period where rates have dropped a tad recently, um, and home values haven't started going up yet. So we're in a really good spot to buy right now yeah. because probably in the spring when everybody thinks things are going to go down even more into the fives, home values are going to shoot right back up. And the, and that's wild because, um, I mean, man, homes right now are so much more than they used to be. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, who, buddy, this house, what we bought it for – and what we could sell it for is a very different thing. Yeah. But. And, I mean, when did y'all buy? <clears throat> man, we bought this place in like 2016, uh, 17. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been like, what, seven years? And things have crazy changed cheap, in seven cheap years. Cheap dirt out here yep. back then. I mean, dude, it was, this place was like just sitting on the market, you know. Yeah. And then. And the 2020 man, it just went nuts. And is that when all the home prices shot up? Yeah, yeah, during the pandemic because the rates shot down. Yeah. So the rates went into the twos, values started immediately. Because I mean, that's how that's kind of how it works normally. Yeah. Rates go up, home prices come down. Rates go down. It's kind of cyclical. Yeah. So, yeah, everything happened. Uh, it's it, even like driving around town here, though. Like <clears throat> the amount of homes that are being built right now, and like new things since I haven't been here. It's, oh, it's, it's insane. insane, dude! I could take you to some areas that you would be like, "What?" Yeah, dude, they're building everywhere. I think Rutherford County actually put a halt on building any more apartments. Really? Yeah, they were like, "We're no." Yeah, I mean, but they're built, dude. They're building subdivisions everywhere. Well, even like coming out here, like further in out in the country, like close to my parents in Las Casas, mm-hmm. you're driving down like Compton or, or Canesville. Like, dude, they're building like brand new homes out here, more yeah, in, man. in the rural area. Dude, your parents' neighborhood. Mm-hmm. When we moved out here, there was like two streets over there. Yeah, there wasn't much. Yep. That was just like a massive uh, farm field. Yeah, and it's way bigger. Especially now. back where your parents are now, that wasn't there. At all. Yeah, that was like woods. But yeah, man. The so what? Like, this might sound like a dumb question, no, but no. I think this is going to inform the people <laughs> because a lot of people don't know, man. They just go to the bank, or um, which definitely next time I'll use you guys. I don't want to use for sure. I don't want to use a send. Not to put a send on blast, but <laughs> they were terrible when we went when we bought this place back then. Dude, the lady, the lady was like, we were trying to close. Yeah, and she hadn't like finished the paperwork on their end 
and like they weren't answering their phone like the mortgage department like we were like kind of scrambling because the um the sellers were like hey like if you guys can't like yeah. go ahead and close this place like we're just gonna like put it back on the market because yep. we think we could probably get a better offer so we were like frantic like panicking finally we get a hold of this lady and she was like oh i'm sorry i just um i just got back from the beach i was there for 10 days yeah and i was like so just the whole operation around here just stops yeah and she was like oh yeah sorry and i was like you about cost me my house and my like yeah. earnest money yep <laughs> so that's that's a big difference between like a bank and us <clears throat> yeah. uh banks work nine to five that's about it. Like, if my client called me whenever I get off this pot, I'm going to answer. I'm going to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, I've been working over, like, I've technically been on PTO the last three days. I've been working every day. Yeah. Um, so, our level of service is super high. You can always get a hold of us. Like, it, yeah. W- with the bank, banks do really well at easy loans, I guess you could say. Um, you know, debuted income, super simple. Person's mm. got great credit, a lot of money, yeah. and a lot of down payment. Yeah. Um, we're good at doing, uh, of course, we can do that all day. I wish all loans were like that. But, you know, we we're, we can do a little more tricky stuff. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty creative. I would call myself a loan tactician. I'm pretty good at structuring loans for people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with us, service is a really big thing because – a lot of places out there, especially at a bank, you're not going to get the, the best service. Yeah. They're just there from their time in to time out. Yeah. Um, you know, this means a little more to us than it does to, you know, they're going to pay the salary. We're, we're working off commission. So we want to make your experience the best as possible so you can refer your friend. You'll come back to us. Uh, so service is a huge thing for our team. Man, I would literally um, use y'all just because, man, when, when you're doing all the paperwork and uh, you're going through everything, Dude, you have questions a lot. For sure. Okay, so if I have a question about and like my mortgage paperwork is not something that I'm like probably gonna like check boxes just guesswork. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, I kind of yeah. want to know what I'm doing. For sure. <laughs> and you know, I would call, but dude, you're calling a bank. Yep. And and it's like you know, um, press one for check your balance, and then you know, yeah. and then you have to hit mortgage department. And then it rings, and then some front desk lady answers. And it's like, dude, it's like 15 minutes just to like – and then most of the time, dude, you don't even get them on the phone yeah, anyways. Yeah, And uh, email and – so, yeah, I would uh, I would honestly go that route, like private company, just, just on the fact that it's probably a lot more personalized. Oh, for sure. And All my clients have my cell phone. They text me. They call me. Like, Yeah, blessing and a curse for you probably. It, but. Yeah, but it, it, it can be. But <laughs> yeah. at the same time, like – like I said, building uh, the mortgage game is all relationship based. Yeah. Um, we've never paid for leads. You know, uh, some people do. That's how they do it. But we're all relationships. So we're building mm-hmm. relationships with realtors to get leads, past clients. Like if we, we serve in the community, like if, we, if we're showing up for you, then you know that we're going to sh- show up for somebody else and you'll be more inclined to tell somebody, hey. <laughs> yeah. These people are grinding. They're available yeah. all the time. Like Plus, it's a, it's a good give and take because y'all want to s- get the mortgage closed out and sold and, and sure. good and set up nice. Yeah. Just as much as they do. A hundred percent. I mean, y'all are working on commission, so it's not like, yeah, it's not like you don't care. No, for sure. Yeah. So, and, and we're all a team, me, the, the real estate agents, the title company, like we're all going for the same goal. Yeah. So, so y'all, y'all get a nice office. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Our office is dope. Uh, we just moved into it a little over a year ago. We do a lot of like education stuff. Uh, we, we do a, a condo class, like we do class for realtors. So we have like a big classroom space in there, which is dope. Because mm-hmm. um, we host non mortgage related things in there too. 
Uh, just because, like, anybody that's coming into our doors and feeling our energy, like, mm-hmm. that's that's an impact for us. Like I said, it's all relationships. And everybody that comes into our office, like, they're like, I've never been to a mortgage office that feels like this. Yeah. Because we're all happy. We're all chit-chatting. Mortgages are an old person's game. Yeah. Like, we, we're, we're super young in the mortgage game. Most of the loan officers out there, and not to bash anybody, but they're they're older, like 50s, 60s. They sit at a desk. They don't really do much. They got an assistant, you know. Mm. But we're we're super upbeat, friendly. Like if anybody comes in our office, we put their name on the on the screen. Like, hey, welcome, you know, who and who. Um, just super, like it's it's just a great environment to come into. Yeah. So it's it's been dope that our team's been able to like create a space where mm. like people get hype when they come. See, no, us. that's cool, <laughs> man. So there might be a big gap in uh, mortgage lenders. Yeah, for sure. In the next, you know. 10 years definitely definitely Five, mortgages are boring years. bro we just try to make them fun you know because yeah, we're, we're mean, fun people yes. <laughs> <But> mortgages <laughs> no, are boring 100 it seems like y'all are always doing something something some kind of educational stuff which is pretty cool yeah i've never honestly i mean you know you and kobe are the people that i'm most connected to in that world but i've never seen anybody else do uh stuff like that really no no and we do like we do first-time homebuyer classes all the time not just for us but like if a real estate agent wants to host one see man that right there i would have loved for me and kaylin to go to a first-time homebuyer yeah i didn't know what i was doing yeah like all the realtors we had a good realtor i liked her but yeah i mean they won't even talk to you unless you're (laughs) pre-approved yeah no i know so um you know but I, i didn't even know what pre-approved was i didn't really like you know eventually you learn things as you go through it but yeah yeah, i would have loved even before i got pre-approved to to kind of figure out the whole basis of the whole thing and what what it is yeah that's why we do the class like kobe's obviously a super good talker but you know we keep it super elementary um straight basics walk you through what you're looking at the whole processes the Mm -hmm. do's and don'ts like you know easy things but it's not easy to they don't teach us stuff in schools bro like people people don't know about any of this and i didn't either until i got in the mortgage game yeah so well man i tried to refinance during the pandemic because it was so good and i just called my bank to see what was up and he was like, yeah, we were, and he was just kind of, I don't know, man. And he just kind of sent me a bunch of stuff, and I filled it out, and I sent it back to him. And uh, we were wanting to get on, like, a 20-year note instead yeah. of a 30. And he sent it back to me, and um, uh, it wasn't it wasn't very good. And I was like, what, what's up, man? Like, And he was like, uh, well, like, you know, the income to debt ratio. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well – and he was like, I mean, do you have any other income? And I was like, yeah, I mean, my wife. And he was like, oh, yeah, your wife's income's not on here. And I was like, well, it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's 50% of the income around here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so like he had to, like, completely scrap everything. And I think on it – and then he basically um, – Talked me out of refinancing, man. He, yeah, that's crazy, and that's did. a that's a service point, dude. Because like when when a client comes to us, whether you're, per, you're buying, you're refining, whatever, like we have a 10, 15 minute conversation with you. What's your vision? Who's going to be on the loan? What's this look like? And we ask like, what's your income? You're basically taking a loan application over the phone yeah. without actually having the application like, yet. Would you so not? You know would up. you not ask somebody like, oh, you got a wife? Oh, does, does she work too? A hundred percent. 
it's a question you have to ask because uh, some specific loans, like a government loan in a community property state like Vegas is, like you you might have to pull the the wife's credit, mm-hmm. like even if she's not going to be on the loan to because the debts matter. Yeah, so. because at that at that time I was working, I had my full time job, but you know I had my lawn care business, but I didn't get like a W two for that and stuff. Yep. So they don't they had no way of like measuring that. Yep. So they were like, eh, we can't even. Hmm. So, yeah, they screwed that up. But I, but he he was basically like, I mean, he basically sold me on not refinancing, yeah. which I thought was kind of crazy. And I was like, all right, whatever, man. Yeah, I, that's... And yeah. then I think I called you and was like, what's up with this? And you're like, yeah, man, I just... He was like, I think you told me, like, if you ever want to refinance, man, just try to move over with us or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, it Like I said, dude, it's all... It's all a service point. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you're not educate, educating your clients and helping them out, like, when rates drop, we're going to call our clients because you're not paying attention to what's going on in the mortgage world every day, you know? Like, our, our, our clients aren't super tuned in. They yeah. might see some on the news if rates have dropped or whatever, but I've got their information. I know when it's beneficial for them. So. Yeah. So what's up with the closing thing? Can y'all roll that back into the loan, or do you have to pay closing every time you refinance? So, yeah, if you're refinancing, you can use your equity in your home to pay for your closing cost. You, you don't have to come out of pocket. You have to come out of pocket for an appraisal, but other than that, you can roll your closing costs into your loan so you're nothing out of pocket. See, they wouldn't do that. That's crazy. They were like, no, it's going to be like four grand. And I was like, dang, so I just got to write a four grand check and throw it in the wind? Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. And they were like, yeah, you have to pay closing. You can build it into your loan on a refi. Well, not for them. Yeah. Screw, screw us in. Yeah, that's, that's tough stuff right there. Well, hey, man. I'm learning. I know. See, no. You're teaching me all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Dude. Yeah, mortgages are, are complex, but honestly, like, in a lot of people know, real estate's one of the best ways to build wealth. Yeah. I mean, it, it just is. Yeah. It's, it's an asset that's all, normally going to completely appreciate all the time, and, you know, then you can buy yeah. multiple, and real estate's a great way to build your wealth. Have you ever thought about maybe getting into, like, the rental game or anything, buying properties or anything like For that? For sure. So, th- I mean, that was one of the main things in buying my condo anyways is when I move out, I'm just going to rent it. Because the yeah. condo rental market in Vegas is incredible. I bet. So for me, it's a great starter house. Like I, I bought a property. I have a condo that I live in now and I own. But then when I, when I move out, it's a great place for me to immediately have a rental. Because um, yeah. it's, it's like renting an apartment to somebody else. Yeah. So now I've already got a property. I'll cash out and refinance on my current property. So I don't mm-hmm. even have to come out of pocket a lot of money to buy my next property. And that's the way you do it. You just keep using the equity of your previous home to buy the next one. Yeah. So I won't have to save up a bunch for a down payment next time as long as I have equity in my condo. I can cash out, refinance that, and then use that on my down payment for the next one. So technically, I might not have to come out of pocket at all, quote unquote. I'm just using equity that I already have. Wow, dude. Dang. Yep. So when you are you just going to get settled into this one for a while and then try to... Yeah, I mean, I'll need to live there for two or three years, let the value grow, um, start, you know, I'll I'll pay down my mortgage, the value will grow naturally, so I'll have more equity that I can use, but... Evan's going to be over here later. He's been trying to do this whole thing, too. But you sound much more uh, <laughs> legit than he is. So. Well, you know, I do <laughs> yeah. it I do it every day. And another thing, dope thing about my job is, like, I work with a lot of big investors. I work with a lot of business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done loans for some really awesome people. Um, yeah. So it's super cool to see what their strategies are and then be able to implement that in my own life. Yeah. Because I can see, oh, this is what this person is doing with their real estate. Like, that's goals I want to get to there. You yeah. know, so it's cool to see other people's strategies and yeah. be able to, like, 
pick and choose because not everybody does it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so pick and choose like cool things I see from other investors and things like that and yeah. use it towards the future. Yeah, man. So can um, can somebody in your your office do your loan? Or do y'all, you have to yeah, 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 yeah. Like they Kobe can. Kobe could do yours or yeah, something? Yeah, Kobe did mine. Okay. I Technically, I did mine myself. Yeah. But, you know, Kobe never saw my loan because, uh-huh. you know, I was in the file. I, I, I set it up by myself. Yeah. Um, and I already, you know, I knew what paperwork I had to do. Mine was super easy. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, somebody in my office could. Yeah. Hmm. Which is nice. And, you know, working for a mortgage company, you a pretty good incentive, so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's cool. I, um, my brother Garrett, he's a lawyer, and I'm always asking him, like, can you do like? Can you make your like approve your own wills and do yeah. stuff like that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice to be able to like look at my loan at every segment, have yeah. access to like knowing what exactly what's going on. Yeah, for um, sure. Which our our clients could call me at any time. I could tell them what's going on, but it's it's different being in the mortgage game yeah. and being able to like see it constantly. So how many people do y'all have in the office? You have you, Kobe, Jane. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to remember exactly. Me. Uh, so like on my on our team, it's me, Kobe, Jane, and Rachel. Rachel. Jane and Rachel both do marketing. Uh, Rachel does marketing and like realtor relationships. Jane's more like business oriented. Okay. She does a lot of stuff with the Chamber of Commerce. She works with a lot of local businesses. Um, so she does like a lot of our business outreach where mm. Rachel does a lot of like realtor outreach. Mm-hmm. She's a killer on the phone. She's super good. Um, and then me and Kobe focus straight on the loans. Um, but then we've got another loan officer. His name's Kevin. Kevin's super cool. He's man. One of my great buddies. He started off as Kobe's assistant, uh, and then made the crazy jump into actually originating loans. Uh, I think early last year, um, he's a killer. He's doing really good. And then we got another loan officer named Maxine who just started with us three or four months ago. Um, so I help them too. If they have any like guideline questions or need help structuring a loan, they come to me. Um, I can support them with all that. They come to Kobe. Uh, you know, we all support for marketing and everything. So I think on the team for, we have six people in the office. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. It's cool showing up to work every day. Everybody's hustling. Dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's like I said, we make it a really fun environment. We're all, I mean, like me, Kobe, Jane, and Rachel are practically family. Like I'm not blood with any of them, but we're practically family. Yeah. So, um, you know, we all went through the same leadership training. We all know how to communicate with each other, uh, Mm. which makes it super awesome. And honestly, we're all almost identically alike as far as like our personality types. Yeah. We're all super outgoing, which can be distracting because we all like to chit chat and and mess around. Um, But now we do, we have a really good environment up there. That's cool, man. Yeah. Having a having a good workplace environment is so important, man. I've worked some crappy jobs, boy. Dude, yeah, and, I understand. Uh, had had some rough days. Um, had had some rough times through through different jobs, and I like my job a lot too. And it's it's nice. It's it's it matters, man. It matters to enjoy your job. <laughs> it's such a huge part of your life. Man. I know. I don't know how. I don't know how people do it. I mean. I'm uh there's one thing that I cannot do and I cannot lie to myself. And if I start working somewhere or doing something, I cannot convince myself that like somehow it's going to get better or uh oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. If something sucks really bad, I'm like, "No, dude, this sucks." Yeah, this sucks. And I I try to, and it could be a little bit of a curse cuz there probably has been some times I probably should have and this is just with careers. This is not with, you know, every I'm not a quitter. But, yeah. um, I mean, you know, I just, I couldn't make Nissan any better like that. It no, sucked, yeah. It sucked working in that plant. For sure. Like, in, I worked at the juvenile jail 
dude, it sucked working there. Yeah. And I, and I just couldn't lie to myself. And I, I, I'm never going to be that guy that can work 30 years at somewhere that you hate. Yeah. I don't see how people do that. Well, that's like working for the government or a corporation, which is what you're doing at, you know, Nissan and, yeah. and the jail and stuff. It's, dude, that, that kind of stuff's hard, man, when you don't have a lot of freedom to kind of do your own thing yeah 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 brutal so that's awesome that you that you like what you do yeah and man i'm sure it wasn't easy um i mean that's a big transition you know you left tennessee lived here your whole life yeah um were you born in murfreesboro i I was born in kentucky that's right and then i moved here when i was like eight so i mean most of you i lived here like 23 25 years something like that a long time yeah so i mean i'm sure there were some hard times you know you know in the process of learning all that and getting going and yeah, but man, that's good that Kobe Kobe opened up his doors and, and really let you in and, and showed you the way. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Uh, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it without him for sure. Or it'd have been, I mean, uh, maybe I could have been, it would have been super tough. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, cause I went to, like I said, when I moved down there, I was minimum wage. I was mm-hmm. making like no money yeah. and coming from like, you know, being a grown man out of my own apartment, like, you know, I was making good money. I could do whatever I want. It's a big lifestyle change. Oh yeah. It's not easy. But, I mean, Kobe let me move into his house. He literally got pregnant with the second kid, like, right when I moved in. He already had a kid. Um, set me up to where I didn't have to pay him rent. Like, I was there. I could do whatever I want. I mean, he really hooked it up. Yeah. Uh, it put me in a position to where I could grind and do what I needed to do to get licensed and yeah. to get set up. And then I was able to buy a house. So, yeah. you know, he put me in an incredible spot. I could never really thank him enough, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure he would say a lot of that was you. And, yeah, for sure. You know, and... That's that's awesome, man. You know, it's a blessing every time somebody helps you out like that. Yeah. And people always ask me, what's Hunter been up to, man? I'm like, down here in Vegas <laughs> grinding, dude. <laughs> He's grinding it out, boy. Yes, sir. He's down there just trying to learn the numbers, son. <laughs> so, well, that's awesome, dude. But dude, yeah, it's, it's, I, it, uh, Vegas has been a blessing, man. It's been a great experience. Didn't yeah. know what life on the West Coast would, would look like or away from Tennessee at all. Yeah. Um, but it's been, you know, I, I miss everybody here. It's been great to get away and kind of experience something new, though, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of start my own chapter out there. Yeah, for sure. And dadgum, dude, you're like a seasoned dad almost without having any kids. <laughs> You've been living with that family down there. You know, you know all about kid stuff, probably. dude. For sure, yeah. I mean, I lived with Kobe from when his daughter came home from the hospital premature. My goddaughter Lulu, and then yeah. up until she was almost two. Yeah. So, so she don't know no different. No, you're, not at all. You're there, dude. Yeah, you're family. yeah. So it's a, uh, you know, and I, I liked kids before then. I still love kids now. Yeah. I definitely want to have my own kids. It didn't like sway my viewpoints on uh, on man. children or anything. Yeah. Uh, if anything, it's been awesome kind of seeing their, yeah. you know, they, they start growing personalities and, and cool stuff like that. It's it's dope to see. Yeah, man. That's that's awesome. You you got you got cool kids back here too, man. For sure. Catherine yeah. and Tyler's kids are awesome. Yep. Man, we enjoy being around them a lot they, uh, at church. They're they're good people, man. They're, yeah, they're good. Their kids are really good too. Yeah, I've been cutting up with them the past couple of days. They were over at the house and. I'm excited to see my nephews tomorrow. They're both wild, super wild. Yeah. So I'm excited to to see them and cut up with them, man. Heck it's yeah, a good dude. time. What do you as uh, so y'all are eating? What's do y'all have any Christmas traditions? Man, somebody asked me that the other day, which is a good question. So we do like on Christmas Eve, we normally eat like Italian food. Okay. Don't know why, but that's always been a thing. Uh, right. I think it's dope. So my mom, she was kind of prepping today. She's making a bunch of like stuffed pasta shells. Yeah. She kills it at the they're super delicious. So that's like our that's our Christmas tradition. We normally on Christmas Day we do the whole 
turkey dressing, kind of like a, a Thanksgiving redo. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're doing that this year. I think we're going to mix it up, which is cool because we're, mm. we're basically doing Christmas on Christmas Eve because everybody's going to be in town tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about the Italian food. Mom always super crushes that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, we never had, like, in any other, like, game that we had to play or any other Christmas tradition. We always mm-hmm. play some games and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, do you got any any Christmas traditions that y'all do? Man, um, no. Christmas Day is at uh, Jeff Rose yep. with Penny and everybody and her side of the family. And then for Christmas Eve, we go to my parents' house. Which everybody's sick this year, so we have to do it next week. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so it's going around right now. Though. Nothing really, man. We we've been trying to do some stuff with Sunny, like starting our own stuff. Yeah, there you go. They, see, that's cool. That, you that, get to start your own tradition. That puppy chow stuff right there. We hey, make, I, we, I ate some of that the other night. It's dude, flame, bro. Bro, that stuff right there, boy. Yeah. You daggum dip a daggum pinky finger in there dude. and freaking lick it. You're out. You're you'll half a jar down. My man. mom's been off the sweets, but she had some of that the other night. She was Ooh. like, I could just couldn't stop eating it hunter i was like i know it's a dick i and last year kaylin made it and this year i made it and dude it ain't nothing but powdered sugar peanut butter and melted chocolate yep. and butter no wonder you like it yep it's so good though because i like like sweet and savory stuff so peanut yeah. butter and chocolate with uh, on that ooh, yeah boy man it's a cool uh, you know christmas is fun it sometimes you're you're i'm always glad it's over yeah when it's over but man like what I like about Christmas personally is like uh, this. Like, yep. you know, if it wasn't for Christmas and all that, I probably wouldn't see you on in December. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So I, it seems like something cool always happens. You know, my buddies are in town, you and Evan. And so it's always a – I like that I like that stuff. Yeah, now that I've got like nieces and nephews and godkids and stuff, it's it, Christmas is more for the kids now. Yeah, for sure. But it's still like, you know, still making memories of friends. Uh, yeah. Christmas is going to become, you know, just a relaxing drinking holiday. You yeah. know, sit back, have a few beers, and just yeah. watch the kids just live it up, you know. Oh, yeah, man, I'm excited. <laughs> Sunny's getting way too much crap. Yeah. <laughs> Our living room is going to be – it's going to be done, dude. I don't even know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> but uh, I had a couple questions. We can yeah, man. we can wrap it up here in a minute. Um, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Uh, man, that's funny. I was kind of talking about this the other day. Me and Kobe went through like a little – it was like all of us at the office did a little like draft of Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. I'd have to say for me personally, I'm a big Elf fan. I okay. like Elf, Will Ferrell. It's funny. It is. It's – you know, I can – I don't really Home Alone's alright we watched it the other night with my mom but it's not something I could like I could watch Elf three times in the Christmas season and like enjoy it each time Yeah, but I couldn't watch Home Alone three times and enjoy it each time you know I think maybe some of that is Home Alone's been overwatched a little bit throughout the years for sure but all right, so El- dude, I'm Christmas Vacation. I, I love Christmas That's- Vacation. That's up there too. Cousin Eddie's my guy. I'd say that in the uh, just classic a Christmas story would be like my top three. Yeah, yeah. I like the Grinch too. Oh yeah, Jim. K- yeah, I yeah. Mean, I, Jim Carrey Grinch is yeah, fire. I'm, I mess with that a little bit. I mean, we've been wa- kind of. Sonny went and saw the Grinch this morning in town. Nice. So oh, they had it at the movie theater or something. Yeah, no, like it was like. The dude dressed up as the Grinch. Oh, or whatever. oh, sweet! Yeah, they're nice. doing that now. Yeah, you can go cool. see Santa Claus and the Grinch. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so I like that. Um, so while we're in the holiday season, do you have a favorite holiday? Um, 
man, I, you know, I'm gonna. The Fourth of July is my favorite holiday. Yeah, all right. Just to be completely honest, bro. Me too. It's American for some reason. It's in the middle of the summer. You wake oh. up just feeling prideful. It's, it's great. Crack a beer at nine a.m. <laughs> get, get your day rolling. Go yeah. to the lake. Do whatever. You can do whatever you want on the Fourth of July and just feel good about it. It's everybody's happy. Oh yeah. It's hot. The sun's out. It's oh, just yeah. like. Typically a good day. For sure. And the fireworks are awesome. Yeah, oh, fireworks are great. The 4th of July is just, normally from just early morning start to finish, just yeah. going to be a top day of the year. Yeah. You can I, always count on the 4th of July to, to, to come through. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Um, do you have a favorite Christmas or holiday dish? Hmm, holiday dish. That's tough. I do. My mom's dressing is really good. Yeah. I don't love Thanksgiving food, but my mom yeah. crushes dressing. It's super good. Nice. So that one's up there. And since I've been, I actually spent the last two Christmases at Kobe's house, and he does prime rib on Christmas. Oh, wow. Which is really good. Yeah. So the prime rib is awesome. But my mom's dressing, it's hard to beat. Yeah. It's super good. I mean, dressing is good. I just, for some reason at Thanksgiving and Christmas, I just feel like more of a man yeah if i make a ham and a turkey i hear I you just i don't know it's like i have to do it i hear you it's like i feel like it's like what's supposed to happen yeah and people are kind of getting away from that a little bit more and just doing different stuff yep. but the italian thing's cool that sounds yeah italians are cool like christmas eve it's like spaghetti and meatballs or mom's making yeah. shells this year like it's a cool before before christmas thing yeah all right last question christmas music or no Nah, I'm out, bro. A hundred percent, I'm out. <laughs> a no, Mariah Carey. Nah, dude. I mean, when you're when it's the day after when it's the day after October uh, um, Halloween, and you, you're in a store yeah, and there's yeah. already Christmas music on, it's not even Thanksgiving. I'm out, bro. Dude, Mix ninety two nine, they run it on the clock, like a, around the clock, twenty four hours a day, the day after Halloween, yeah. bro. Yeah. I'm like, that's too much. I am out on the Christmas music. That's a good question because a lot of people love it. Like, it's going to get them into the spirit. I'm out, dude. I, I, I don't like any of it. Yeah. I'll listen to it on Christmas Day. You want to have it on Christmas Eve? Sure. But yeah. I don't need a whole month of hearing the same 12 songs. Yeah. 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 How have you been, uh, what, what kind of music you been jamming to lately? Um, I, uh, country, country, you know, it's, it's funny when I lived here in Tennessee, I wasn't a big country music fan like country music. and then I moved out to Vegas and now I listen to like way more country music, huh. uh, country and I still listen to some hip hop, you know, like older stuff, bro. Like I still listen to Jeezy yeah. and yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm mean, a Kanye West fan, uh, yeah. but pretty much country and hip hop and it's like, I'll listen to alternative rock and stuff like that. Yeah. I've been to a few shows, but man, I feel like the the name hitters it really originated <laughs> with you uh somehow um you used to always be like staley's always got the hitters man yeah dude so yeah this podcast has been fun um talking about i mean i don't talk about music that much but i try to since that's kind of what it's supposed to be based around but, yeah yeah man when i started this um i don't see how you do a podcast any other way than just doing what you want to do no for sure yeah i mean I talk about whatever I want to talk about. Um, sometimes I talk about serious stuff. Sometimes I don't. I think you do a good job, like, tailoring it to your guests, you know? Well, I mean, you know, I usually have my hitters of the day and a quote of the day and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, when I have guests in, I just like to take up all the time. I'll do a little intro and outro yeah, every yeah. episode. But 
Yeah, man, it's been fun, dude. I appreciate you coming on here, dude. dude. For I'm, sure. I, you know, I was sad that I couldn't do it when I was here in September. I was excited about it. So, man, I'm, I didn't want to do it. To I didn't want to do it anyways. We were having a good time uh, <laughs> shooting freaking birds and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, oh yeah. You know, it's it's been fun, man. I this uh, this past week, I think, is the first week since the Fourth of July that I didn't uh, release a podcast. Really? Yeah, man. Um, I think I was just putting too much. I mean. A podcast a week is a, is a lot. That's a lot, dude. It's a lot. I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. I know. Yeah, you got a lot of and a lot of things going on. I've kept it going, and I'll release this probably. I don't know t- tomorrow or yeah, whenever. Um, so you know, I, I just I told myself this week I was like, there's no point in trying to rush something or push something in. And try to put something out there just to have something out there. Nah, for sure. And I knew you were probably going to be coming in this weekend, so I was like, man, I'll just wait. And do a podcast do you tomorrow. you prefer it when you have a guest, or you like doing the solo dolo thing? Or man, I really prefer having guests. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of why I do it because I mean, man, like you know, you're uh, one of my best friends, and um, you know, we talk and stuff. But it's not it's not often that we can sit down for an hour and a half. And just like with no interruptions, yeah, and like really grill you on a couple of things. Like I didn't know a lot of that stuff you were talking about with mortgages and uh, stuff like that. And so you know, you learn things about people, and that's how I learn is by talking to people and picking up things for sure and stuff like that. Yeah, and, um, you know, I always wondered what was the upside to going with a mortgage company like yours or a bank, and you laid it out for me and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. But I honestly, before I didn't really get it. I was yeah. like, why would you not just go to a bank? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But no, that makes a lot of sense, man. So that's why I like doing this, you know? Yeah, and for sure. I appreciate you coming on because, man, sometimes it's hard to get people to come in here. And, <laughs> and you're you're an easy talker. I don't think you get nervous with nah, stuff like nah, this. No, nah, it's, been, it's been fun, dude. I'm glad you had me on. It's, yeah. it's super dope. I've been looking forward to this for sure. Yeah, I think some people get nervous and um, – which I probably need to do a better job at, at trying to set more stuff up. But I like – you asked if I like doing solo podcasts too, and I do. I like um, – you know, it's not very often that you just get to talk <laughs> with yourself either. <laughs> yeah. So and, – and that helps me air out some stuff sometimes and, uh, you know, get my ideas and or if any if I feel like I have anything that could help somebody or get somebody through the day or – you know, man, with this podcast, my my, I don't make any money doing this or anything. Yeah. And my goal is is that maybe people will learn something from it. And dude, I just want to make people freaking get hype on the way to work. Or yeah, something. yeah. You know what I mean? That's I all. I think I'm it's trying. dope. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to do. And you know, maybe mow the grass, <laughs> listen to hitters only, <laughs> yes, do sir. whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. Put it put it in the car while you're drinking your coffee. Yep. I don't expect people to listen to everyone, but. You know, it's really cool when my friends text me or different people text me like, ah, I listened to the podcast, you know, it was great. Yeah. So that stuff's fun, man. So it's been, it's been a good time. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. dude. Never thought I'd be doing this, man. I know. Fun. Well, I mean, you've been talking about it for a long time. You know, I remember uh, when mm. I lived back here, we used to do the Wednesday night thing. We'd always, you know, watch from Joe Rogan or a different podcast yeah. and always talk about it. But yeah, uh, I think it's dope that, I mean, honestly, you kind of saw your vision and you honestly brought it to life. Not a lot of people do that, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Well, with that, so, hey, thanks for coming on Hitters Only, hey, dude. Hey, thanks for having me, dude. It's been a great time. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.
Thank you.